0: we promised you a great man here tonight so <laughs> <laughs> Somalia is running fast <laughs> 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 it's mut 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 me me mut 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 me 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 mut me me sorry i'm sorry sweet sweet peter rosenberg out to that i Greg. i like delicious chicken it was rapt it was rapt It's
1: professional
0: professional wrestling. wrestling. That's right. It is professional wrestling. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. Cheap heat from New York City right now. I am the mage one, Peter Rosenberg. Yes, um, his majesty, some would say. Um, You know, whoever, whatever, whatever title you want. But in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, where he had just spent time with Barack Obama, who was in town for the convention, the, yes, of phys- the physically large and physically impressive stat guy, Greg SGG. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. P. How you doing? The Podfather is also one of my one of my favorite titles.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've sort of i i I've, I've kind of relinquished that to. Even though I was first, I've kind of relinquished it to Conrad. I have. I just.
1: So he's Sir he Podicus the second you are the
0: original platform that's you know what That's a good point, but he's taken it yeah, so he, far i mean when it comes if it's to be based on how much money you've made then it's definitely him when it, <laughs> when it comes to podcast money he's i think he's really really crushed me um so uh g first of all how are you what's what's going on anything new anything happening that you wanted to to speak of
1: um yes I, I purchased a vehicle
0: oh, this is big uh, news the this the is very yeah. very big news. Um, oh yeah! How is it? What did you get?
1: It's great. It is great. Uh, I got a Nissan Rogue, like I was looking forward to. I got the Sport. Actually, it's a little bit smaller, but it still felt good in the driver's ooh, seat. So, ooh, still Sport. felt good in the driver's seat. Still, still had the had the uh, the cargo space in the back that I was looking for. Still rides smooth. So
0: now, for the record, for the record, I do believe that you. Driving a car with sport in the title is the closest that you've gotten to real physical activity in some time. <laughs> true, or is that? True? Would you say true or false? True, that's true. But I consider that it's almost like working out when you drive a car a car that has sport in the title. Um, well, congratulations, SGG. The 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 community in Philadelphia and New York, watch out! SUG is back on the road. It's been a long time since you were a regular driver, so Check the blind spots. Be safe. Um, Also, I I thought we should mention before we get into news and uh, previewing SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver 30 that a guy named Aldous Davidson wrote us this week, SGJ. And, And he said that he performed a cheap heat rap over our intro. And I, listened, I saw the email, I didn't listen to it yet So I listened to it And it's, and it's, it's repug It's certainly repug in some ways But there are references that I think are mage And he took the time And I'm sure the audience wants to make fun of this Or see if they like it So you want to hear, do you want to hear his rap? World premiere, of course Of course World, world, world of course. Premiere, p- p- premiere Aldous yes. Davidson's rap Here we go yeah, man. M M Midge. Midge, man. Ma- <laughs> ma- 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 Come on. <laughs> I like it. M Midge. Yeah. It's still roading. Cheap Heat Rosenberg beat. What's
1: up, S G G? What up,
0: Mel? W W E WWE or Ali? We can talk
1: at the next Cheap Heat Me angry Uh, um. shout out dick Shout out Bear. Uh. Um. Ultimate oh, wrestling oh, merch oh, what you wear uh. on oh, Stay shabby, mage. Oh, it's about oh, to go down oh, at the next Hot Dog oh, Delicious
0: oh, Chicken oh, Showdown Yeah sweet sweet Peter Rosenberg.
1: Take it easy man Shout out to that guy, yeah. I like the, the delicious chicken Shawn Michaels over Bret Hart Wow that's nice what's breath. up All right
0: So you didn't tell me it was a diss track I, I you know what I forgot because he, he showed you, you love it first Did that tell me this- but then it turned into a diss track right in your face, Mr. Wow. But uh some good references in there. Maybe I should get my man EJ Ruby to send me just the instrumental and we should post up the instrumental mm. and see if people want to drop bars. From, uh,
1: you know what? I like that.
0: Yo EJ Ruby, man, will you send me, email me the instrumental? Maybe send me the instrumental to this and the outro cuz we could also post the outro beat if people wanted to you know, drop some beats on some bars on that. I mean, now the real key is if someone can be creative enough to include this into their rap, this is when I'll be impressed. That, <laughs> that's what I want. If you can use that, you know, or find a way to reference in, I see, uh, huh. into the rhyme though, you know? Or maybe. With an exclusive world premiere of our brand new block slaughter. (laughs) (laughs) If you can include include Uh, those things. I have been in WWE for 15 years. Whether you like me or hate me, whether you beer me or cheer cheer me. (laughs) On this (laughs) day, I you know, I gotta make a drop. Someone send me the drop. I have not made a drop of my Bret Hart impression from a few weeks ago. That needs to be a drop. That's a bad. Yeah, it does that's a bad job out of me. I gotta put that in there. All right, Sug. Anything to get to outside of the ring, or are we jumping right into? Uh, oh, I guess there's
1: so much to get to outside the ring oh, this we'll be, week. Believe uh, it or not,
0: was Sonya Deville this week? Yes. Ah,
1: uh. it was.
0: All right. Go ahead. We starting, it was. The, we, we starting we can, with that? We can
1: make this brief with the bad – yeah, we can start with the bad news, make this brief. Uh, I mean, I guess it's, it's mostly bad news. But uh, Sonia DeVille uh, was a victim of a home invasion recently. Luckily, she was able to escape. Um, initial reports indicated that she was there with a guest when a gentleman who traveled from um, – I'm not even sure where, but he definitely traveled across state lines – Made his way to her home, and she was able to escape with her guest. It was later revealed that this guest was Mandy Rose. They got away. The police were able to arrest the gentleman. Um, he's been charged. He's being held without bail. Uh, thankfully, they got away. But uh, you know, perusing his Twitter account, he's, he just had like a lot of disturbing messages, all directed at at uh, Sonia Deville. Um, so who knows what he would have would have done they actually came face to face with the man they ran he thought they went upstairs so he went upstairs they made it out and drove away called the police and the police found him um, near their home thankfully they were able to get away
0: (sighs) bad bad news Bad story, a scary, a scary story too, because
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know you want to you want to assume that the things on these creeps on Twitter are are not actually dangerous. We all want to believe that that the creeps on Twitter are not completely dangerous, and et cetera, et cetera. But the truth is, they can be. Um, yeah. they, there are real people who run those accounts, and I'm just glad they're okay. So. Thank God nothing happened there. But scary story.
1: Yeah, very scary story. And then um, it's being reported that Renee Young is done with WWE. Now, I didn't see anything from Renee or WWE about this particular development. But uh, it has been reported basically by every uh, outlet that covers professional wrestling that Renee Young gave her notice. And we'll be moving off from WWE following this year's edition of SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, that's what they say, SGG. Um, And, you know, you and I had a discussion about the level of loss that it is for WWE. And, um, you know, listen, everyone knows Renee is incredibly talented um, and really good at her job. And one of my better friends um, in WWE. So... Uh, I'm sad uh, if this turns out to be true and she's gone. uh, I'm sad to hear it. But at the same time, you know, what else? What is there after backstage ended? You could kind of guess the writing was on the wall for her in WWE.
1: Yeah, believe it or not, I did not. But but like you said, though, her her talents lend themselves to or you didn't say this, but you alluded to it. I think her talents lend themselves to like bigger things, honestly. Backstage was one of those things that was wrestling-related, but entertainment enough to, to use her well. And um, I don't know what else they have that's in that lane that she could take advantage of.
0: Well, uh, without speaking out of school, I, I, I know I can say Renee was excited for Backstage because it was a different kind of show. It got her out of WWE production, you know, so she could feel a different work environment to some degree because it was a Fox production. Um, It got her, you know, going to L.A. to do the show every week. Um, And it got her out of the role that she's just played a gazillion times of hosting on set for kickoffs or doing interviews backstage. And I think it excited her to be able to branch out, even though it was still within WWE, it was a little bit outside. So I think that going away probably hurt her future chances at, at happiness with WWE. Yeah. Because what are they, if if they don't, really they'd have to give her a show. You know, they'd have to be like, hey, what do you want to do? This, is, by the way, did not hear this from Renee. I'm just speaking based on what i know about her as personally professionally and just like you know my hunch and watching broadcasters and how they operate in general um after this long there and the success that she's had and the fact that she's probably not desperate for money cuz she's probably made pretty good money and her husband makes pretty good money and they live in vegas so they they're good what are you doing to keep that person around it, to me it sounds like the thing to do to keep that person around would be, you know, offer them something a vehicle of their own, and she kind of had that with backstage. And without that, if unless there's another one coming, I don't know what she would be doing. But her, her doing backstage interviews at SmackDown is not a use of her as a, a skill set. It's not.
1: No, not at all. I mean, she can do it. <laughs> She'll knock it out the park.
0: But but it's just, I mean, that 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 job is. I'm not saying it's not a, a, a stepping stool, a stepping stone that's good for people. Um, you know, when people do a good job of it and you see people grow, Kayla Braxton's gotten, you know, better and, and, and is really good and now does other things and, and hosts The Bump and has an opportunity to grow. And Sarah Schreiber now is doing a good job and we've seen Charlie grow and Charlie has outside work at ESPN and things like that. But, you know, for that to be the main thing that you'd be doing, that's yeah. at, at where Renee is right now, it just doesn't make sense. So anyways, yeah, if this...
1: she's launched way beyond that.
0: Yeah, if this is uh if this is the end of the line, um and we find that out for a fact, then I'll do more of a sort of tribute to Renee after the fact, but we don't know that as a fact yet. And we have to preview SummerSlam. So what else you got, SGG? Speaking
1: of SummerSlam, and actually this goes for both companies, AEW and WWE are bringing back fans for for this weekend's slate of shows. Now, WWE is going the route of virtual fans, while AEW is bringing back live fans. Um, they're selling tickets. Uh, the tickets are going to be the seats are supposed to be socially distanced and limited in quantity. But both companies have decided that this is the weekend that they were going to bring back fans.
0: So, wait, how's AEW doing it?
1: They they've released a seating chart, so they have the fans in like the upper bowl. And the seats are sort of spread out. Um, but, yeah, they're selling tickets. They're going to have people at the, the Dynamite taping. There was some speculation that they had already had fans in at the, the last week's shows.
0: They, I saw fans. I saw fans. Uh, la- Yeah, it was last week's show. I saw some fans. Yeah.
1: Well, it was never confirmed. Like it was sort of like sketchy about how people got their tickets and if Oh god, if there wasn't an official ticket release.
0: Someone people just got invited in basically.
1: Right. So this time they're doing ticketed, full on, like fans in the in the ball type of situation. So they're beginning the process of, you know, letting fans back into to their shows. And then WWE, on the other hand.
0: Let's talk about the
1: Thunderdome. Dun, 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 dun.
0: I'm excited. Wait, and By the way, what's the SummerSlam catchphrase again? SummerSlam, you, you'll you, never see it coming. You'll never see it. I better learn that before Sunday. <laughs> SummerSlam, <laughs> you'll never see it coming, including the Thunderdome, which you will see coming tonight on SmackDown. Yes. I, I uh, do you, do you think it makes sense to, to, okay, so real quick, the Thunderdome, you guys have probably seen this by now, um, SGG, you can explain it, or I can do it quickly, whatever you prefer.
1: Uh, you do it quickly.
0: So, b- basically, they're setting up a, a really big virtual board, like, they have, like, supposedly, I think it's like a thousand different little virtual boards surrounding the ring, um, at this point, if you have been on social, you may have already seen, if not, it's there, there are pictures of what it looks like, um, I, I if you look at, if you want to look at my Twitter Rosenberg Radio I retweet I retweeted a picture of it and gave my comment which was I thought it looked great. Um it looks really cool. The name Thunderdome, I don't know if we needed that. However, um it it looks awesome. And so for me as you do the question is do you think it made sense to premiere it tonight? I mean, I guess again, it's all about what you care about. If you're focused on ratings, then I guess premiering it tonight is more important than premiering it Sunday. But for me, if you wanted to make SummerSlam feel extra special during a year when getting people to be excited about pay-per-views is tough, I might have debuted the Thunderdome on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is one of their big four pay-per-views, right? So, like, they I'm pretty sure they're just trying to go back to the formula of making a weekend of it, making the weekend feel special, and so that means SmackDown, that's true the big thing
0: that's true and that's then, that, that's that's a good thought make because it's it is this it's the smackdown before SummerSlam. um right. but then nxt is not thunderdome correct correct which
1: i mean i feel like they could have they could have gotten there too but at the same time those takeovers they never did go in from the same place as um Except for TakeOver Brooklyn, but they, they usually don't go in at the same places like the Big Four event. I know with Mania, it's always TakeOver somewhere else, Mania at the big football stadium, and things like that. So,
0: I mean, we'll you know, was a, what was You know was a, what was a fun TakeOver? Was that one we went to in, where was it, SGG?
1: Dallas? Was it the one in Dallas.
0: Was Dallas the one where it was like sort of like a really cool venue?
1: Yeah, it was like almost kind of smoky in there, even though you know nobody was smoking.
0: But yeah, it felt like an old school venue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Wasn't that one I ran into? That was the one when I ran into Stephen Merchant, right?
1: That was. Yeah, that was, that was a
0: that was a fun one. That, that was a really good takeover. Yeah. What was the main event of that takeover?
1: That was Samoa Joe versus uh, Finn Balor. NXT Championship. Joe ended up getting busted open, excuse me, and then, you know, they they eventually I think stopped it or like they stopped it to like try to get control of it, but they couldn't, and then it just made Joe look like more of a madman, and I think it made the match even more awesome. That was the night Nakamura debuted. Ooh, that was a big one. That That was was a. a, Bailey Oscar, the first Bailey Oscar, we Bailey uh, went to sleep.
0: And look, here we are, still Bailey Oscar.
1: Listen, they they're rising together. It's called a rivalry. How um, many how many flare things do we get?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. No, it's very cool. So so um, that's where we are with the Thunderdome. Okay, I think it's cool. I think it looks better to me. The let's wait and see what tonight looks like but image wise it has the potential to be better than the other sports have done virtual fans sgg i think if it if it looks like the mock-ups look it could be pretty fire i mean i'm i'm really holding out hope that this looks really dope and it gives people an opportunity to be excited to try to be fans in the thunderdome and see themselves and on top of that like it just looks really cool and 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 I know they're adding in some noise. There was an interview with Kevin Dunn in Sports Illustrated, I believe, and they're going to have crowd noise with it, and you'll see people reacting. So it's taken time. I hope that it's really good because the fact that it's taken so long, SGG, it builds a little bit of hype, right? It's, it feels like they kind of... I'm not saying they have to figure it out and tonight has to be flawless, but you really hope that this Thunderdome thing, which they're doing till at least like November, that it's great, right? It, I feel like with how long... Yeah. With how long the product has felt a little flat because it's empty, this really needs to stand out.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think it will, too. I think just the fact that it's different is going to be a welcome departure from the Performance Center, which was fine, but it was just fine.
0: It was just fine.
1: It
0: was just it was fine. Um, what else, SGG?
1: That was it for outside the ring. I tried to end on somewhat of a of a high note, given the other things that that's been going on.
0: I like it. I th- that was a somewhat high note. Um, well, so uh, real quick, obviously, uh, not obviously, maybe some of you don't know, AEW did not air this week. It was preempted by uh, basketball, which means that this Saturday they're running a six o'clock AEW on TNT. Oh, there we go. Wouldn't be a show, yeah. man. You make Philadelphia seem so appealing. I love it. <laughs> Every single show. Um, but, um, GG, G, we know how you feel. Um, and we have we probably have some mail we need to read too because people feel very strongly uh, about your opinions these days. Um. Yeah. Are do are you do you have any interest in watching AEW in the old classic Turner time slot on a Saturday night at six o'clock?
1: I mean, we'll see. I might be joyriding now. You know what I mean? I got a got a new twenty twenty rogue sport that needs to hit the streets.
0: You're you're yeah. very you're very excited about driving, aren't you?
1: I am. <laughs> I am. I told I told Crystal we got to sleep in the car. She was like, no, <laughs> she had not want uh, do that. So then, yes, we got to go joy we got to go joyriding then. So
0: yeah, you are really really excited yeah. about driving which is such a thing I mean I get it I totally get it you haven't driven in so when was the, when was the last time you drove regularly
1: regularly like yeah. never it was just like a rental so I'd have for like a week here weekend there but like
0: oh you just became an adult you just, so you just yeah, became exactly. a man basically this is because, exactly that's why I had to dive right in and this is one of the things about New York so when I moved here I always had a car I've always had a car from the second I moved here and it was a big part of why I feel comfortable in New York right away. Because, and I know New Yorkers are different because when you're born and raised here, you're comfortable just being on the train. But I grew up right. in the suburbs. So right. growing up in the suburbs, once you turn, not, I didn't have a car all the time when I was 16, but once I first got a car in like, I mean, basically when I went to college, my parents, let, I went to Maryland, my parents let me just take one of their cars. They had two cars, I took one of them to Maryland, right? Um, From that moment on, and then I got my 93 Maxima baby, but from that moment on, when I always had a car, there's a level of independence you feel, and in New York, if you go back a couple of years to when I went through a not-so-fun time here in New York, I didn't have a car, Um, and when I didn't have a car, and it lasted like a year or so without a car, it really, you know, it doesn't help that it wasn't a good time, period, but you know, there was a lack of independence by not having a car. And when I got back to it, and you, and you have that car with you all the time, there's a level of comfort, SGG. I'll tell you right now, there's no going back. It's going to be hard for you. Like, like, if you guys keep this Nissan Rogue Sport, Sport, by the way, and I might start calling you Stack Guy Greg Sport from now on. That might be. I'll take it. SGG Sport is
1: real. If I could slim down, I'll take it.
0: Yeah, when you, you see SGG like in the that. car, you better only refer to him as SGG Sport. But once you're, if you continue this SGG Sport experiment for a couple of years, I'll tell you what—it's hard to go back to just uh, depending on other people and places and things for transportation. Like once you have that car and you just can go downstairs and jump in whenever you feel like it, it's it's a it's a game changer, bro.
1: Yeah, I mean, you talked about it too, like uh, you know, being from the suburbs and having your car is like that first piece of independence, like. Jumping on the train and going wherever by yourself for, for a city kid is that. So, like, I didn't mind just, like, not having it because whatever. I'll wait for the cab. I'll hail a cab. I'll jump on the train. But now, now I got sport.
0: You're, you're in control of your own destiny. Destiny yeah. or destiny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I get. That's what I get for making fun of people. With an exclusive world premiere of our brand new block flutter. All right. That's thank you. That's a good point. Miz makes a very good point there. Um, SGG, let's get into it. I don't have a ton of time. I, I don't want to say what is going on, but I am boarding a flight today. Okay. I don't want to say where I'm going, or what I'm going to do, but I have a flight today, so we don't have much time, and we have to get into the slam of summer. Oh, SGG, yeah. and let's just we might as well go match by match because that'll take us through what what happened this week, et cetera.
1: Let me bring up the SummerSlam card.
0: Uh, Bring that up, if you will. Clear your voice.
1: Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville in a hair versus hair
0: match. Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville in a hair versus hair match. Um, Yes. I love the hair versus hair part of it. I do as well. I'm very into that part. Um. Their story is okay. So it's a little bit of... It has a little bit of what we talked about with Dip recently. It's a little bit of wrestlers talking about wrestling.
1: (laughs) They tried to give it some steam. And it it had some steam, I think, going into WrestleMania. But them both being off TV for a while, it lost its heat. I think it got it back with the attack that uh, Sonya Deville perpetrated against Mandy Rose recently. But yeah, hair versus hair, I'm into the stipulation.
0: Yeah, no, me too. I'm into the stip a lot. I and, and it's not that the story has zero heat to me or anything. It's just that I love... I would love for them to find stories to do where the stories don't always go back to, like, how they used to be friends and what happened to their friendship. and um, that, that's, that's just a lot these days in stories. But yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Um, and I will pick... Mandy Rose.
1: I'm gonna pick Mandy Rose as well. Sonia Mandy Rose already got her one haircut for the feud, so <laughs> does it doesn't make I don't see her going back again.
0: I'm just glad they're both okay to do this match. I think everyone's rooting for both of them, so
1: Yeah. Um hundred
0: percent. All right, what's next?
1: Apollo Cruz versus MVP for the United States Championship with Bobby Lashley and Shelter Benjamin banned from ringside.
0: One two you hear the clock ticking. Three, four, you about to stop living. Do you, think, do you think so? I am going with Montel Vontavious Porter. Wow. And I think he's going to get help from Cedric Alexander.
1: Wow, that's a hot take.
0: An MVP will beat Apollo Cruz to become your... United States champion, Cedric Alexander, joining with the Hurt Business. What say you?
1: Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a spot for a big move. It really is. And Cedric Alexander is not banned from ringside.
0: That's right. (laughs) You're damn right he's not.
1: He is not. So, uh, I like it. I'm going to still go with my original pick, which is Apollo Crews,
0: but I like it. I would be happy to be wrong
1: here.
0: I would be happy for you to be wrong too. So I, I want to see MVP with that gold around his waist. That that title that he paid for with his hard-earned money should be exactly. around his waist. He upgraded that title. Damn right he did. Alright, what else you got?
1: Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza Raw Tag Team Championship match.
0: Street, problem. I'm going Street Profits.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense here to, I, to take the titles off of Street Profits.
0: I mean, listen, Montez is obviously, who. no one's happy when they're poisoned. Am I right? Right. He
1: had the exact appropriate reaction to <clears throat> being poisoned and have his life placed at risk.
0: Yeah, everyone gets angry when you're poisoned. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock out with uh, the Street Profits here.
1: Yeah, Zelina Vega tried to deny, deny, deny defense Uh the, the video evidence, you know, worked against her in that one. But yeah, I'm going to go Street Profits on this one as well. Good call. Uh, Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins.
0: First of all, you know. Dominic got a little bit of revenge this past week, a little yeah. bit, a little, just a, a little, tiny,
1: tiny, tiny little bit,
0: a tiny bit, but not enough. So, uh, I'm gonna go. I don't know, man. You you have the thought here would be Rey Mysterio gets involved and Dominic goes over with help from his dad, right? Right. Because the idea that he can just show up on his first pay per view and beat Seth Rollins is pretty crazy, right?
1: Yes, it is. And that's that's why my pick is Seth Rollins. I think, you know, I've said this from the from the beginning of this feud. I think Dominic Mysterio is going to be very good. He's gonna end up having a very good showing. It just doesn't make sense to me that WWE would trust him in that role. And then that you have people like Brock and now Seth who would also trust him to come in and get A little bit of offense, like they give to this kid, way too much for somebody who would just essentially be like a rookie, and you just have to think that they do that because they've seen what he can do and they know the kid is good. So I'm expecting a good match, and he might get a little bit more revenge, but yeah, I mean, still Seth Rollins at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you, SUG. You and I are. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dominic with Ray, with Ray's help. But what it can't be is Dominic just shows up here and wins. It just we haven't seen enough from Dominic Mysterio. I mean, with with, with the exception of Pat McAfee, we've never. Seen, we, it, it's been a long time since we've seen someone with so little ring experience going into a major match at a pay per view. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead, and, and I know
1: people are gonna say Cain Velasquez, but at least he had like MMA experience
0: right and and by the way so, how that and how that turned out, really,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: so spare me, yeah,
1: well, in the first of two women's championship matches for Oscar, you have Oscar versus Sasha banks with Bailey in her corner for the raw women's championship
0: well, I mean, it feels like there there's this there's so many different ways to go with this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it. this is just because in one sense, you can go... Asuka takes all the titles. Right. And I could see it. And in another sense, you could see it going the exact opposite way... They keep things going. But I, and then there's also the possibility of a mix, which sort of causes yeah. a problem because um, Bailey's going first,
1: right? Um, I don't know exactly. I don't know who's going first, to be honest. They I have. She Bailey, has both of them. Bailey,
0: So Bailey asked Sasha what she wanted to do, and Sasha said, Bailey, you decide. So basically, it kind of got forced on Bailey to go first. And she was like, "I'll soften her up for you, blah, blah blah. So what if Bailey loses her title? Sasha keeps her title, mm. and that is the sows the seeds right there, yeah, so it could be that too
1: well i mean yeah this this scenario this situation confuses me the most, right like I could see them keeping all the gold on Sasha and Bailey. But I also can't see them just doing that to Oscar like that. They, they're not sending her out there to do two matches to, to lose both of them. I don't think that I don't think they've done that to anybody, whether it was Seth, Brett, Dolph, everybody who had doubled up on the matches in the pay per view, I feel like they came away with one win. At least, so it's just about which one.
0: To me, they for that to be interesting though, that she wins one of them, I really hope it has to do with some sort of split between Bailey and Sasha or something. Yeah, um, of course. Otherwise of course. otherwise I'd rather keep it all on Sasha and Bailey. Yeah.
1: I, and listen, if they split if they take one of them, then it has to lead to a split between Bailey and Sasha. Like there's no doubt about it. Right. Especially if it happens because one of them got involved when they shouldn't have. That'll be the thing. But in terms of which one I see Asuka walking away with I think I'm with you on the SmackDown Women's Championship.
0: Um So you think so you think Asuka takes the SmackDown and Sasha keeps the raw? And then the yeah. ta- and then they have a tag match at Payback uh, at Payback the next week.
1: Right. So we'll be back with a Payback pay per view once we pre- Payback pay per view preview once we figure out what matches are going to fill out that card, which I guess we'll find out on Monday.
0: Yeah. By the time you turn around and blink, we're back again with another. All right. What's next? And
1: Braun Strowman versus the Fiend bray wyatt for the universal championship
0: braun strowman versus the fiend i wish i cared a little bit more about this story I, I'm, I'm not super duper invested are you
1: not really but they are I'm, i mean they are making a good effort to try to get people to be interested you know they reference the history you know bray with his mind games tried to use alexa bliss to bait braun braun attacked alexa bliss um on Friday, you know people are looking at that as a as a brawn heel turn. I could see it. I don't see them doing heel heel in the match. I don't think that was necessarily a double turn because at the end of the day, they've both spent the past few weeks abusing Alexa Bliss, so I don't know how that makes either one of them a good guy um but yeah that uh, something about it is just falling flat. Especially given what's happening on the other side on Monday Night Raw with Randy Orton just becoming more and more evil, which we'll get to. But, but um, I think right now, you know, it might be time to just go back to Bray Wyatt, Universal Champion. Um, Braun Strowman, you know, just didn't cut it for me right now.
0: Yeah, I'm not mad at that either. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at The Fiend. Wait. So, you, do you say you're not mad at the title going back to him, him just going back to Bray Wyatt and not being the Fiend?
1: Oh, the title going back to Bray Wyatt, the Fiend.
0: Got it. Um, are, are you in a car right now? I'm not. I am not. Well, what was the, what was that?
1: <laughs> Yo, you'll never see it coming. That was that was the tagline.
0: Wow, you'll never see it coming. You're right. Um. So uh i'll go i'm with you i'm gonna go fiend as well okay can i just say something honest to our audience i'm sick of preview i i I, these preview podcasts are boring (laughs) i don't don't care like I, i love talking about things like let's talk about what's interesting about the card you know like what's the most interesting piece of the card is it randy it well, might what, be. Randy. Tell, let's, tell, tell us what's left, and then we'll decide what's worth continuing with and th- whether we should just go to mailbag instead. <laughs> you picked a hell of a time, though, to
1: take a stand because what's, left,
0: We're almost what's done. left
1: is literally just the Randy and Drew.
0: <laughs> so good. <laughs> good That's job. That's me. That's me. Good That's job. Me. Even when I take good a stand, job. I'm still a shill. I go through the entire thing. Listen, we can
1: we can start the takeover preview, and then you can take a stand, and then we can just talk about Adam Cole and Pat McAfee for a few minutes.
0: You know what? You want to do that? Yep. That is let's that's do that. not only not only what I want to do; it's what I'm gonna do.
1: Let's do that. So, so let's so, talk about Randy. Or,
0: all right, Randy, and so Randy. Okay, I got a hot take for everyone. Um, why is Shawn Michaels physically becoming Triple H? <laughs> you,
1: have you noticed that? I have the he didn't have the bald head though. Like he he had at the uh, super showdown. And which honestly he should have. He should just rock the Baldy.
0: wasn't he wearing a hat the other day? What was he wearing?
1: Yeah, but the hat came off and then you could see he had like the old man.
0: Oh, he did have a cut? He had like a cut of some sort? He
1: yeah, it was it wasn't even a cut. It was just like the old man hairstyle. It's like where you could see it's thinning and like the Baldy was a great look though. But the beard is outrageous.
0: The beard, though, is so Triple H. It looks so much like Triple H's beard that I have legitimately multiple times thought that he was Triple H. Yeah. The
1: beard is crazy. It's definitely like... He's going from boy toy to like that hunter thing that like not not hunter her Hemsley either, but like you know how he used to have that that hunting show on
0: yes he's like yes. a straight up
1: outdoorsman now
0: yes oh. all right, so yeah, I thought he looks just too much like triple h, but he let's guess what he takes a hell of an r k o still no problem with that mm-hmm. he can mm-hmm. he can still do it um, I'd love
1: to see how he how he can handle a punt kick, but you know whatever.
0: But didn't he take the punt? He took the punt. I don't think he took it. Yeah, he did. I think Drew got out there in time. No. He took he took an immediate punt. The second the second he took the RKO, he rolled over and Randy instantly punted him.
1: Oh yeah. I need to I need to rewatch that video over and over and over and over.
0: Wow. You want to celebrate it?
1: Yes, yes. It's a great moment in the history of, of uh, Randy Orton.
0: What if Pat McAfee becomes a big star, and him and Randy eventually have a punt versus punt match? Then Randy Orton has to
1: send him to God too, but it, but he won't get the chance because Adam Cole is going to get his revenge.
0: Um, has to. So, what are your thoughts here on this uh, on this Randy versus Drew?
1: I mean, I've enjoyed the build, and I think we're going to get get a great match out of it because these are two guys who are very talented um to say the the least they they're very talented they both can go I know Randy has has did an, has done an interview recently where he said he wanted to get more WWE championships under his belt so that he can tie John Cena and then they can both face each other for their 17th championship and then both retire together something like that um, it's an interesting proposition, and if he's intending on going that way, and they're taking him seriously in the back, then it has to start somewhere, right? So it could be right now we get a another Randy Orton WWE Championship run, but I don't think he needs it. I think Drew, Drew's finally being built up, and so Drew needs a win over Randy Orton more than Randy Orton needs another WWE Championship. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Drew McIntyre.
0: I disagree with you. I think what you've said is foolish. I think what you said is wrong. I think it requires an actual apology, a statement, a letter, something. Um, I, I think what we need is Randy Orton with the title. I think it's a change that we could use. Um, I, I, I like Drew McIntyre a lot, man. Love the guy. Great guy. This, this spot for him has not been easy. But I just don't think, during this time, this weird, it's very, it's very strange to me that during this very weird time, we have two inexperienced champions. Yeah. Two completely inexperienced champions. Um, Braun and Drew. Drew is
1: handling it much better than Braun, though. Uh,
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the, well, I don't, is that, I don't know if it's a personal thing or just the shows they're on and, but... Yeah, Drew seems like there's been more meaning to his title run, at least. His title reign has, is more impactful. But it's an interesting time to have both of these titles on them, and they've had them since WrestleMania. One of these titles is switching for sure. I guess you're right, maybe both would be a lot. Um, but I think that Raw could get fun with Randy Orton as your champion. So I'm going to go with RKO the Viper Randy Orton
1: yeah I mean it's not a bad pick Uh, like you said a Randy Orton reign of terror love it could be a lot of fun I think so even more than the one we've we're already experiencing right now by the way which has already been fun
0: um all right take us quickly quickly through um NXT TakeOver 30
1: yeah, I'll read all of the card and you and we'll talk about what seems interesting. So, uh first you have Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. You have Breezango versus Oney Lorcan and Danny Burch versus Legado. You know what? 5, uh, you know what? Asuma. SGG,
0: hold on. I'm I'm putting my foot down. I, I don't need to hear all about Takeover 30. It's boring. Honestly, it's boring.
1: <sighs> oh my god.
0: I don't need to hear the whole thing. I I let's just spend a few minutes on Pat McAfee and Adam Cole, shall we? Before
1: we get into that, I think that at, at 30, you would think that TakeOver would have the respect that you can at least say, all right, these are the matches on the card, on paper. I may not know what in the world is going on, but it's going to be a great show. At 30, you think they you think they've earned that. But for the sake of time, let's jump right into Pat McAfee and Adam Cole, who... Uh, Pat McAfee showed up on XTTV this Wednesday.
0: Cut a hell of a promo, by the
1: way. He did cut a hell of a promo. What I liked about his promo is that he believed every word he was saying. Um, And it played right into the story of him walking around like he owned the place. Like like this is his house. And I just love that Adam Cole was just in the corner staring at him. Icy. Let him say his piece and then stepped up to confront him. Uh, right at the
0: end I would have liked the only thing I didn't like in particular was that it ended with McAfee standing in the ring with his friends yeah. I, I thought I thought once Cole got serious about fighting at the end Pat should have um, ran out of the ring
1: well that could be his downfall right I mean
0: it just seems to me though that It was an interesting spot as a new and completely inexperienced. He's a bad guy. And he's new. Doesn't know what he's doing. He's up against one of the greatest NXT competitors of all time. And when it came face to face, he wasn't scared. I don't know. I I was looking for him to do the chicken-ish move of just rolling and running.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen. Him not being scared has no bearing on whether or not he's going to get beat. And I mean like beat badly, mercilessly. I almost prefer it that he's not scared because then nobody can say Adam bullied him, Adam took advantage. What,
0: what will you do? What will you do if Pat McAfee beats Adam Cole clean one, two, three?
1: I'm booking a flight to Orlando. I'm out. I'm out there. I'm hitting the streets. <laughs> where is he going to be? indiana I don't know where. I'm going to find them. We got to. But uh, you know what? There's not even a world where I can imagine that happening. Adam Cole has has to do what he says he's going to do to Pat McAfee. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it.
0: All right. He has well, to do it. We, we certainly hope you're right, SGG, or that could be a very, very tough circumstance. Can you imagine? He has to do it. Imagine us having to come back on this podcast. After Adam Cole has been pinned 1-2-3 by Pat McAfee. Ugh. Yeah. You hate to think about it, SGJ.
1: Adam Cole needs a decisive victory. He doesn't even need it. He's Adam Cole will get the decisive There's not even a doubt in my mind. It won't be a Pat McAfee win by pinfall. It won't be a Pat McAfee win by forfeit. It won't be a Pat McAfee win by submission, knockout,
0: countout. All right, all right. He all might
1: right. get beaten into a disqualification.
0: SG important but, uh, qu- important question for you here. Do you have Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings this week or no Of course <laughs> What do you got SG
1: Honorable mention to the listener who sent in a remix of our theme song. Because, you know, hip-hop, hip-hop. So, <laughs> honorable mention to that dude on the Black Power Rankings. Wow,
0: you don't uh-huh. even know if he's black.
1: I don't, but, you know, hip-hop, <laughs> you know, hip-hop, hip-hop. But in at number three, I'm going to give it to Cedric Alexander, who you're predicting to join the Hurt Business. Um, But that notwithstanding, he did have an interesting Monday. He was very... Involved in the goings-ons on Monday night. Um, defended the 24-7 championship. Lost it to Shelton Benjamin. But again, he was uh, he was very heavily involved in, in what happened on Monday night. Uh, Shelton sure. Benjamin as well. He was a part of the six-man tag match. Um, he had that match with Cedric Alexander. And then was able to regain the 24-7 championship. So he walked out with... With some gold, even though it might be the you know, is the twenty four seven championship. Not gonna slander it, but he walked out with some gold, and then again he he had an interesting Monday night, heavily involved in what happened on Monday night. The two of them um, worked well together, so they're coming in at number three and number two respectively, Cedric and uh, Shelton Benjamin, and then in at number one, a big welcome back to Montez Ford. Um, he came back. Very intense. It was a side of him that we hadn't seen before. Um, him and Andrade, even though the match was, you know, absurdly disgustingly short, showed that the two of them uh, can go. They got some chemistry, and who knows? Maybe one day we'll see them comfe- competing for for you know some singles gold, whether it's the United States Championship, Intercontinental Championship, or World Title. Um, big things for Montez Ford that I'm projecting, but. For him to come back and, and swoop right in like he never left, he's
0: coming in at number one. Montizzle, fo' shizzle. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, all right, SUG, uh, beautiful black power rankings. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And 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 in that in that vein, before we get up out of here, hope everyone enjoys um, this weekend. I uh, hope everyone en- hope everyone tunes into the kickoff show. Special two hour kickoff show. I should note, SUG.
1: Oh, when does it start? Five.
0: Yeah, I believe it's a five o'clock special start time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it could be Renee Young's last broadcast on WWE. <sighs> Lots to tune in for. Now, real quick. Ma 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 mail. I mean, there there's so much this week. I mean, in back to here's what here's what makes SGG incredible. And I'm not I'm not being sarcastic. I'm being. Really serious about what thank has you. turned you into a really good podcaster. I well, think ba- back to back emails. SGG is making me tune out. Sweet Pete, <laughs> I listen to every episode of the pod and usually enjoy SGG. Ever since AEW started, he's become borderline unbearable. This week, when the contortionist was twisting everything, Jericho was too much. I even had to turn off the pod. SUG admits he doesn't watch the product. It slanders everything they do. His WWE show persona and constant bashing of another great product is too much. I can't handle the negativity over something that is meant to entertain and bring people joy. I will continue to listen each week for now. But something has to be done <laughs> about Greg. Stay oh god! Yep, that's from Derek Rowe. What the are we going to do about me? The next email. The next one. m ma 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 mail sgg is right <laughs> michelangelo says hey guys just finished this week's pod you guys had to be dying laughing i have to agree with sgg on his aw jericho take also sasha bailey one of the hottest stories in wrestling at the moment i haven't heard you guys talk much about the fiend and alexa bliss what are your thoughts on what's going on with her character um real quick first of all, so yes that's how and i'll get to more sgg and uh i'll get to more sgg in a second but I, I, I'm I interested to see what happens with the Alexa Bliss thing, but I don't know. It came so out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. it didn't. They teased it at the last pay-per-view. Um, I'm always excited to see her doing more. So I want more SGG. Um, I mean, I want more Alexa Bliss. Sorry, not SGGM. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <Well, well. laughs> sorry, sorry. Chill, chill, chill. Um, c- Colin wrote us... Um. Also, male. Love you, SGG. But on the issue of Chris Jericho, you couldn't be more wrong. As Pineapple Pete pointed out, the dude's fifty years old. He looks and moves like a fifty-year-old who's worked a tough job for most of his adult life. I think as wrestling fans, particularly WWE fans, we've been trained to believe there's no such thing as a prime in a performer's career. I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit. We're supposed to be at Mr. Jericho's
1: past his prime.
0: We're supposed to get dream matches like Sting versus Seth Rollins, but in reality the dream match would have been Sting from two decades earlier versus present-day Rollins. Yeah. We, the performers and the company, all chase the you-still-got-it chance without thinking that these guys don't still have it, that they shouldn't still have it because they're human. And the pursuit of still having it is what leaves so many of these performers in physical ruin when Vince stops calling them on the phone.
1: I have to, I have to offer a rebuttal. He's Just not a done. Just small... He didn't... Hold on, hold on. Let
0: me get to his point. Okay. I'm not sure if Jericho's physique and in-ring style are postmodern commentary on the aging legends who once held him back when he was a young and hungry performer in WCW, or maybe they're the necessary and intelligent adaptations of a guy who wants to prolong his career and give a rub to a young company without doing so at the expense of his long-term health. Either way, to criticize him on the ground feeds to a dangerous mindset. Obviously, I don't think is a bad guy. I don't think he even believes the points he's arguing. I think he's a WWE (laughs) mark. I think he's a WWE mark who will only begrudgingly give AEW credit for anything. He doesn't have to like Jericho or AEW. He needs a better talking point than Jericho lost a step. We're all losing steps. Wrestlers, just like every other athlete and person, need to be okay accepting that and adjusting accordingly. Take it easy, Maine. Colin, wow. He shoved it up your keister, SGG. Colin
1: argued my point while arguing against me, the person. Jericho did lose a step. Jericho does not need to be fa- the face of the company. Jericho does need to adjust accordingly. These
0: are all my points. His refusal no, no. to do so. But why shouldn't he be ha- why shouldn't he be a face of the company? He's helping the company. He's
1: fifty. You but brought then- up Bret Hart, right? You brought up Bret Hart, right? He's fifty yep. in a company that's supposed to be about getting young, underused talent over. Him getting the world championship was a great start because it put the company on the map. And now when he should be slowly moving out of the way so that these young people who everyone has their eyes on. Can take advantage no he still wants to be the face you brought up no. bret hart last week right
0: mm-hmm.
1: you said oh was i happy to see bret hart come back and face vince at wrestlemania it wasn't the best bret hart match in the world it probably was awesome. the worst bret hart match i've ever seen in my life but bret hart wasn't trying to be the face of the company at that time but Chris jericho but- is trying to be the face even rick flair right we brought up late era rick flair and wwe rick flair was in evolution was Ric Flair the number one guy in Evolution? No, Ric Flair was on the sidelines.
0: Yeah, but but here's why I disagree with you. If Chris Jericho leaves, he's hurting them all. They Nobody's need
1: him. saying leave. I didn't say leave. So, I said so adjust accordingly. Adjust what he's doing. But they the are. Rain.
0: But they are. He just did a story. So they just moved him out of the title picture, and he just did a storyline with Orange Cassidy, who's trying well, to get God, taken seriously you, as a wrestler. But do, do you see what,
1: how he... But, but see... Do you see how he's still performing in the ring, though? This is what people are ignoring. He's still performing in the ring. Like, when I say adjust accordingly, I'm not talking about the outside the ring stuff. The, what he What's what he does in so you the mean ring? Adjust according-
0: adjusting accordingly means he, can't, he shouldn't wrestle anymore, you're saying, or no?
1: No, not that he shouldn't. Come on, this is Chris Jericho, man. He knows how to switch his style in the ring. He He's traveled all over the world. He's, his ring IQ is off the charts, so it shouldn't even be like it shouldn't be this difficult for him to just adjust it and still be Chris Jericho so this, outside of the ring still, and still turn in so this different is, this matches. Is what he's.
0: this is what he, the Collins arguing against, though. Your whole reason for basically saying that things suck and he sucks is as simple as the style in ring needs to be modified. So he should be there. He should be performing. He's great yeah. on the mic. He should be yeah. doing all that. You just need his style tweaked? That's not a huge criticism, bro. That's not a huge criticism. That's a very. That's what I'm piece.
1: saying. But everybody else is trying yeah, to but act no, 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 like no, I'm but...
0: decapitating Chris Jericho because you do. You crush him and say you're not interested, and you. Say I'm it's not, not because this you, is you, me. and you bury it. You bury the product. You're burying it completely. No, I bury him. I don't bury AEW completely.
1: I've come on here and when I like some things, I say I like it. But I do not like what he's doing in the ring. Listen, listen who you're talking to, right? You said it last week. It all comes down to styles, right? Sports entertainment. The outside the ring stuff goes hand in hand with the in-ring stuff. But I've always prioritized performing in the ring with what's over what's happening outside. I don't care how bad you are on the mic. If I like what you're doing in ring, I like you. You get you know, I'll overlook what's happening on the mic. If what's happening in the ring is good to great to excellent. But if what's happening on the mic is excellent, I don't I don't care if it's top tier I will never prioritize that over what I'm getting in the ring. Now, you go the other way. A lot of fans go the other way. That's fine. But y'all can't not look at me and tell me that older, slower, visibly out of shape, Chris Jericho trying to perform the same way he did 20 years ago
0: is good in ring. He's not. It's it. That's He's fine. Not. That That part's fine. But you're also... You make fair points in terms of what you're interested in, but you're being dishonest with yourself if you don't think that leads to you burying the overall product, because that's how the listeners feel. The listeners feel you bury AEW. That is how they feel. And if that's you think, fine, they don't I, listen. They don't. And listen what I'm then. saying is, if you tie it into completely what one wrestler who's important to the company does specifically in ring, to me, you're missing out. I mean, that's fine. If that's all you care about, that's fine. But you, there's a lot of people who start lis- missing a step and losing a step, and to not be able to enjoy them anymore because they're no longer at the top of their game. I mean, it just so happens that your favorite wrestler was struck down in his prime. Um, most people, though, who have a great ending to their career, which I'm sure I'm sure Brett wishes he could have faded into crappy wrestling. He didn't get to. <laughs> he, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. It didn't happen to Sean. It
1: wouldn't have happened to him. Sean, Shawn, when he came back, he was in god mode to the end like he was he was perfect to the end. I love Sean's second act when he came back from the back injury. No,
0: it's true. Sean's a very rare example though. Very rare. Who's who's who's
1: having crappy matches right now like I mean okay Goldberg They're actually there's an the answer. There, there's many answers to that question. <laughs> yes. there's, there's many answers many, to that question. Many greats
0: had bad but, ends. Many. But
1: I mean, but I mean, Flair, Flair was able to go out with some good with some good matches at the end. Like you know, he had the MVP yeah. matches. Kurt Angle has some good matches at the end. When Triple H's career winds down, we'll look at yeah, the, the last crop of his the matches. The last in. Kurt
0: Angle was rough. The last last Kurt Angle run. The was
1: last hard. last match was rough, but the last run was not rough
0: no nah, i thought the whole last run he did not look like the right like he should still be out there but and guess what he wasn't doing cutting the best promos of his career so that that's where i you know i just I don't care about that yeah that's true you know jericho is is, is in my opinion character wise doing the best work of his career and you said specifically what he should be doing is moving aside to put up to, to get other people to shine he moved out of the title picture he moved down the card and now orange cassidy is getting big time no. rub from being next to Jericho. You no, what cannot I said, deny that.
1: What I said specifically was that he needs to switch his style up. In ring. Mm-hmm. I, I heard I heard that's more the, than ma- that. That's the That's the main thing. That's this is what the makes main you, thing. What what, what, what made me bring up tough. what made me bring up him stepping aside was because you tried to compare him to other people who have aged in wrestling, some of whom age not so gracefully. And my point My counterpoint to that was, that's fine because they weren't trying to be the face of the company when they were performing at 50, 60 years old. Now, Hogan is like 70 trying to perform and still be the face of the company. Obviously, nobody wants to see that. But I don't want to see that for Jericho either. If he switches his style in ring and is able to still do what he's doing on the mic, he can be Jericho the god. But in ring, he just... like. For whatever reason, he doesn't have it. I don't know if that's because he doesn't you, want it. Yet you still don't know.
0: And you still don't know if you're interested in even tuning in, in, tuning in on a Saturday in the, in the classic slot. Saturday on Turner. You're like, I might be out for a drive. Damn, yo. Know, yeah, I might be joined. I might be joined. But you host a wrestling podcast. And this is a pretty classic moment. And you're like, I'm going to go out for a joyride at 6 o'clock. First of all, there's no such thing as a joyride in Philly. There's no such thing as joy in Philly. It's the most (laughs) repugged place on the planet. you want to go someplace mage, take your joyride up I-95 to New York and get the hell out of that dump.
1: Because because I live here, I'm going to quietly co-sign that. I don't want to get now, caught. I don't want to get caught I, I, in the
0: streets. I, I actually like Philly. I just wanted to uh that that promo. Um funny, funny final email before we get up out of here. Um ma, 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 mail. Adam writes, hey guys. Um you may not have noticed, but I sent an email earlier about uh, them insinuating on Raw that retribution was even tangential or on SmackDown that retribution was even tangentially associated with BLM. He said, I found it so deeply repugged that I was ready to walk away from WWE. I didn't catch that, by the way. Was that a thing?
1: I didn't catch it either.
0: He said, (laughs) then he wrote, well, forget that. repug or not, if you think I'm not watching SmackDown this week to see what the hell a Thunderdome is, you're out of your damn mind. (laughs) Maybe it will be mind-meltingly incredible. Spectacle, a la WrestleMania, or maybe a Shockmaster adjacent embarrassment. But in either case, just when I was ready to walk away, the bastards pull me back in. Worst case scenario, it will be kind of dull with occasional moments that approach something almost interesting. Or, in other words, an episode of SmackDown. <laughs> Cheers, Adam. That's a good email. Um, we'll we'll come back next week. I'll be recording from an alternate location, Sug, somewhere else. Um, dun, dun, dun. But. W- But we will find a way to do this podcast regardless. Uh, Enjoy the kickoff show and SummerSlam. Enjoy the Nissan Rogue Sport and being SGG Sport as you cruise all over Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And take it easy, too. Stay mage. It's professional wrestling. Is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form.